Hi, you are listening to the IABM podcast series, The Venue Coffee Break, episode number 27. I feel like that should be a lucky number, but either way, that's awesome, Alexis. Number 27. (laughs) I know. Wow. We're excited to be here today. We are your hosts. I am Shelly Ellis, and I'm the general manager of the Visalia Convention Center in Visalia, California. And we also have Alexis Berggren, general manager of the Old National Events Plaza in Evansville, Indiana. Hey, Alexis. Hey, hey. (laughs) And our goal, as always, is to provide you with venue-related trends and news content you crave while, of course, having a lot of fun and sometimes going off of our topic. And (laughs) Alexis. What is our topic today? <laughs> oh, yes. So we're, we're excited. We're, this has kind of turned into like an annual thing, but it's, it's good because we love this topic. And it's, it, we're going to be talking about mentoring and the Mentor Connector program with IABM and, um, and, and really the value of that this program brings to, to those that participate. And we're excited because we have Andrew Shreve with us today. Um, and Andrew is, is chair of the Mentor Committee or incoming chair. Andrew, is that right? A uh, young professional, so I'm oh, just uh, on the mentoring committee. Yeah, but um, I, I will be taking over chair of the young professionals uh, <laughs> this summer. So happy to be aboard. Want want? I'm sorry. Gosh, I got that wrong. Here, I, let me let me start with your bio, Andrew, and then maybe I'll I'll get myself straight here. But uh, Andrew, we're excited to have you. I'm going to tell everybody about you. Um, so after you obtained your master's from the University of San Francisco's sport management program, your first full-time job in the industry uh, was at the Greater Richmond Convention Center as an operations supervisor. After a quick six months, uh, Andrew was promoted to the guest services department as their assistant box office and parking manager and first introduced to IAVM uh, through the Mentor Connector program where he was partnered with the VP of Booking with Feld Entertainment. I can't wait to ask you about that later. Uh, after that partnership came to an end, Andrew's mentor nominated him for the 30 Under 30 Award, and uh, you were accepted into the inaugural class in 2015. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Andrew remained in Richmond, Virginia for the next five years, working at both the Convention Center and the two performing arts centers there. Uh, also received a two-year scholarship to attend VMS in 2017 and was fortunate enough to meet the CEO of the iconic Cal- Palace in Northern California. Uh, Andrew will be taking over as chair of the Young Professionals Committee this summer. Again, why I should have started with your bio here um, and is an advocate for YPs looking to get involved with, uh, with IAVM. So welcome, Andrew, again. We are so glad you're with us. Yeah, happy to be aboard. Um, yeah, like Alexis said, my first dip into the IVM pool was through the Mentor Connector program in 2013 and 2014. Uh, the program kind of helped me set the foundation for my professional development, uh, goals and aspirations that I hope to attain through the program. And I was uh, fortunate to, like Alexis said, to get nominated for the inaugural 30 under 30 um, through my mentor after the program. So um, that's just kind of my uh, high highlight of my career so far, but um, I'm sure you got some good questions for me. So go ahead. Well, and I think you mentioned this is, that's a highlight of my career so far. And, you know, you're, you're one of the 30 under 30s and you have so much more opportunity. And I met Andrew at the Region 7 conference in February in San Diego. And since then, we've had opportunities to work together. So I definitely want to advocate to attend these conferences and region meetings, chapter meetings, national meetings, and make those connections because it's truly lasting friendships. And we've emailed each other back and forth about advice of what to do. Hey, have you run into this? And so it's, it's truly 
um, a great partnership. And that's really what we're here today to talk about is that mentor program and that partnership the mentor and mentee have. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, Shelly and I are, have also participated in the, the mentor program in the past as well. So all, all three of us on the call really have had the experiences with this program. And so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of ask, act as, as host and panelist, I think. And so I'm going to throw a question to, to both of you and Andrew, if you can start. I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, what, in, in your, in your mentor cycles, what has been the most important things or important thing, if you can even narrow it down to one or two things that you have picked up from your mentor or, or, you know, career lessons that you've taken away and immediately been able to implement? Yeah. So starting out at the uh, Greater Richmond Convention Center, um, it was my first uh, full-time job in the industry. So for me, um, taking on kind of a mid-tier manager position, I was looking for kind of experiences and shadowing programs and mentors that I could um, kind of use to elevate myself and kind of uh, well-round myself as a venue professional. So I first took on the mentoring program. Um, it's a questionnaire that you fill out, kind of what you hope to achieve out of it. And I was really interested in the sales and booking side of it. So that's why I was um, very grateful to have a mentor with the VP of Felt Entertainment at the time. Uh, She kind of showed me, you know, kind of uh, some old contracts, kind of what goes into a contract, how you solicit new business and try to bring uh, shows to your respected venues. Um, And then uh, it's funny that uh, Shelly was talking about um, just uh, all the opportunities through IVM. And then one goal that I set for myself uh, was in uh, through the program is I set a goal to increase my professional network. So I had actually about 400 LinkedIn connections at the time before the program. And then after the program, I jumped that up about 250 to about 600 uh, 50, 700 connections. And uh, I think a big contributing factor of that was going to Venue Connect and meeting uh, all the uh, venue professionals uh, throughout the country. That's awesome. What, how about you, Shelley? What do, what do you think one of the biggest lessons is that you've learned out of this program? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've only served as a mentee and it's been a few years. And so I should definitely sign up to be a mentor now. But um, as a mentee, I I had the great pleasure of um, having Andrea Smalls out of Georgia as my mentor for a couple of years. But after some time, it really just felt like a friendship and a relationship. It didn't seem like we were doing this program. It just was organic and really learned from her how to open up, have real conversations, those crucial conversations that we, a lot of us don't enjoy having, you know, but able to talk with her about those and getting that advice of how to approach them. And, you know, I'm sure we've all heard about um, Brené Brown, you know, what a great speaker she has and great books that she has. So if you haven't, you know, definitely look at her TED Talks. But she talks about being vulnerable and being courageous. And so having my mentor, I really lucked out. And I think everyone can, you know, have a great mentor. So um, my mentor, she she taught me all those, and um, I continue continue to learn that stuff. You know, we're never too old, never have too much experience to be a mentee or a mentor, and so, you know, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, well, and you, you know, know what? Well, okay, so you know, 
I've, I've, gosh, I've gotten so much out of my, my, my mentor and mentee relationships. Um, you know, one thing that I just kind of, it's a little bit anecdotal, but one thing I always tell people is, um, you know, being able to work with somebody that's, that's much, much younger, um, and talk to them kind of about their perceptions of the industry. Um, I had, I had a partnership at one point in time and I had asked her, you know, social media wise, because we were developing some social media strategies within my venue, you know, what are the platforms that you're most closely following? And, um, and she, she, she said, uh, you know, it's Instagram first, Snapchat, and then Facebook is a very distant third. And, um, it, I, I was kind of shocked by that. Why is, you know, why is Facebook so far behind? And she said, well, cause your mom is on it, Alexis. <laughs> Well, that's probably you're yeah, thinking that's I <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. But you know, it, it was interesting, and it, it sort of led me to implement some things within, um, you know, my venue at the time. We we did a full day on Snapchat. You know, we well, okay, we didn't make it a full day. We did a half a day on Snapchat where nobody could call each other or email each other or, or text each other. You had to do everything through Snapchat, just so it forced everyone to kind of learn what this medium was and and how you could how you could use it. So that was kind of an interesting experiment. So yeah, I mean, you're always looking for, for new things and, and having that sort of uh, voice of, of a different um, either, you know, person in their career or, or, you know, different time in their life, I think, I think is really valuable. And, and I kind of want to take that back to something that you said, um, Andrew, because I, you know, I got to tell you, I have a LinkedIn page, but I am not as heavily connected to that, you know, as I think I could be or should be. And hearing you talk about, you know, putting importance and, and setting a goal of, of increasing that network, how, I just gotta, I gotta ask you, so how often are you visiting LinkedIn? What are you using that tool for? You know, what advice do you have for folks? Um, you know, frankly, uh, as, as a mentor, maybe it's for folks that are listening and using LinkedIn and, and utilizing that for career growth. Well, I would definitely <clears throat> encourage everyone to go ahead and follow the IAVM Young Professionals LinkedIn page. Uh, we post YP content there. Um, it's a great uh, resource for posting jobs, obviously. Uh, I always see Carrie Painters always posting updates as far as uh, her personal um, life and then her uh, professional life as well. Um, but yeah, just kind of uh, staying in the loop, staying connected, um, using kind of the private messenger to reach out to people, introduce yourself and just kind of extend your own personal brand uh, through that platform. And do you, do you use that then? So once you're connected to somebody, if you, you know, have a question that might be specific to their area or their, their region or part of the world or, or building type, I mean, have you in the past, you know, reached out to them directly and asked those questions? Yeah, I would actually, when I was going through the sport management program at uh, USF, it was actually a prerequisite to uh, create a LinkedIn page before you started the program. And then once you're kind of in, you connect with your professors and then you can kind of see who they can introduce you to. So you just, you know, you can either connect uh, through LinkedIn or just go to their office and have a personal touch. Just say, hey, I want to, you know, talk to the VP of the Pepsi Center or something like that. So uh, you'll see kind of the connections uh, their network, and then uh, you can kind of use them to introduce you to other people that you're hoping to get in touch with. <laughs> I think cool. it's been great. Um, I, I'm not active either, you know, but every time I attend a networking event, conference, you know, get those connections, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn. And although I may not on a regular basis reach out to them, but I'm thinking, okay, hey, I'm going to be in this area. I know I met someone you know, at that recent conference, you know, do a little search of my contacts and then mm-hmm. message them. Hey, I'm in the area. Can we grab coffee or can, can I come by your venue and, and check it out? Are you going to be available? And so 
I think that's been beneficial, but um, I would love to be more active on it. Like you said, Carrie Painter, she does an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, Alexis, in, in my current role right now, um, I kind of use it also to drive new business. So if a company doesn't have, uh, let's say, a employee directory, I'll just go on LinkedIn and kind of search out who are the uh, contacts that I need to kind of touch base with and then, you know, send the connection to them or find their contact information through LinkedIn and then reach out, um, kind of on my own personal, um, you know, per, or, uh, time at work. Sure. No, that's great. It, it, it's an, it's a great tool and it's, it's nice to be, it's nice to hear about, you know, young, young professionals in the industry, how they're using it. Because again, I think, you know, somebody, and Carrie's a perfect example of, of somebody, you know, that's been in the industry for, for longer than you, Andrew, that's still using it and using it well. And, and I guess I'm somewhere in the middle need to be picking it back up. But, but, you know, you mentioned um, the Cow Palace and I, I think I failed to mention earlier, you, you're currently the business development manager there at the Cow Palace Arena and Event Center in, uh, it's in Northern California, Daly City. So I'm curious, did you jump directly from Richmond to Northern California? I did, yeah. And it all is due to the connections that I made at VMS. Um, so just a quick story. My second year, I uh, was getting kind of uh, pressure from the girlfriend who's from the uh, Oakland uh, Bay Area. So she was kind of hinting at trying to move back uh, closer to home. And so I just happened to be in a workshop, career workshop um, at VMS. And I kind of knew everyone on you know the right side of the room. And I was wanting to... Um, Meet, meet someone new. I kind of knew everyone. I wanted to meet kind of uh, someone that I haven't connected with. And I happened to meet the uh, CEO that was sitting at the uh, edge of the table. I, you know, introduced myself saying that I went to uh, USF, so I'm no stranger to the Bay Area. And then at the end of the workshop, she kind of announced to everyone that she is looking to fill three positions before the end of the year. She was very honest and transparent with me. And uh, she brought me on at the end of 2018. So I'm uh, very happy to be aboard here. And then uh, every staff member that I've met and even through other fairgrounds, they've said how much Lori, my CEO, how much of a mentor she's going to be to me. So even though it's not official that we're going through the Mentor Connector program, but I do look at her as a mentor and, uh, you know, use her for guidance. That, that's awesome. Not, and out of curiosity, did you, um, so you've got a kind of, you've got a built-in mentor there. Um, I'm curious if you had reached out to any of your other, you know, previous mentors for, for some guidance and advice when you made that big leap. And I, I say that because I know um, Shelly's also talked about, you know, having Andrea available when she was looking at making that move. So I'm curious if, if you used <laughs> some of that network as well. Yeah. Um, so this is even before my time or before I joined IAVM. Um, I had uh, one of my previous internships supervisors. Um, it was just a minor league hockey team. And uh, he, after he was done, um, he graduated and moved to, um, what was it at the time? Oh, Houston Dynamo. So he moved to uh, Houston. And then after that, he moved to Arizona. And then he just recently moved to Vegas. And, you know, he was kind of my first mentor, um, that it's someone that I look to, to kind of, uh, you know, ask questions. How do you balance kind of like personal life and professional life? And then obviously the big um, commitment move across the country with your significant other um, is a big, you know, conversation that you need to have. Obviously be, be considerate of their needs as well. Uh, so before I made the jump um, to move out here, I just kind of, you know, picked his brain, kind of how about he went um, through his career so far. Awesome. Yeah. Shelly, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Because I know, you know, Andrea was a big factor 
factor in, in helping you arrive at some decisions too when you were moving? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she was a big factor in a lot of things. I think with this mentor-mentee program, informal or informal, it's just nice to have someone removed from your organization. Almost, you know, no judgment. You can really um, be honest and open, and she's provided great advice and continues to. But I, I did want to mention, I think, I think Mackenzie's on. Are you on, Mackenzie? Yes, I'm on. Hello. Hey. Um, Hi. <laughs> love to introduce you. Mackenzie's on. She was another guest of ours, and um, she's with the NRG Park in Houston. And um, let me know if I'm incorrect that you um, part of the Mentor Connector Committee for about uh, three years, and you've served as a mentee and mentor, and you're now the vice chair. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on. We've just been talking away and I saw your name pop up. So I wanted to make sure we introduced you and I'd love to hear, you know, what, what's your most rewarding part of being a mentee and mentor. So those that are listening, you know, because the spring 2019, 2020 um, is launching. So I know that there's people listening that are thinking about getting involved. How can we convince them, I guess, (laughs) to take that leap and be part of this, this great opportunity? Sure. I mean, anybody who's even remotely interested in getting involved, I would just say, just do it. Um, You really have nothing to lose by joining and becoming a mentor or a mentee. You're just there to really build a relationship with someone else who might need it, whether you're a mentee or a mentor. Um, You know, both roles are really helping the other person out just as much. So even if you don't think that you might be ready to mentor someone, just go ahead and jump in if that's something you're thinking about, because really this program is just about having someone to bounce your ideas off, having someone that's unbiased and outside of your organization that you can talk to about things that are going on, uh, run ideas past them and just get another person's opinion on it. So anybody in either role, I think should really jump on board with it. For me, the most rewarding, um, Right now, being a mentor, it's my first time doing that and uh, being able to mentor someone and kind of give them advice just based on the trials and tribulations that I've had in my career and just trying to relate what I've done to what they're currently going through. It really helps that person kind of um, see things in a different light and maybe understand them from a different point of view that they weren't really thinking of. So that's been very rewarding for me as a mentor. And then again, that same token for me as a mentee, I've had really great partnerships so far and my mentors are always really making me think bigger picture and um, having me look at challenges in a different way than I was um, kind of on the surface level. So they really helped me go bigger and deeper and understand maybe more of the thought processes that are happening around me. So that's been really rewarding. Hey, Mackenzie, this is Alexis. Welcome. So I'm now that you've jumped from being a mentee to a mentor, what share with us what do you think the biggest differences are? What's been kind of eye-opening now that you're on the, you know, other side of the coin? Although I think a lot of mentors would say, you know, you you learn as much from the mentee, but you know, now you're kind of officially on the other side of the coin. What's been different for you? Yeah. Um, so for me, <laughs> it's kind of, I'm way more nervous being a mentor just because, you know, they're looking up to you, they're looking for answers. Um, so you don't want to steer them wrong. So as I'm 
currently still a mentee, it's hard to kind of switch that mentality over to be like, okay, yeah, so I'm not just taking advice and listening to this person walk me through things. Now I'm actually the one that's supposed to have all of the knowledge and um, help them with what they're going through. So for me, it's kind of like an interview process. I have to be on my game. I have to know the right things to say um, and really be able to kind of sell my experience and my knowledge to them um, so that they understand like, Hey, I've been where you've been. This is what I've done to get through it. And hopefully that translates to them. I, I think that's great. And I think too, you know, gosh, like I said, I know in my role as a mentor, I really do view it as, you know, I'm here to learn as much, you know, as, as I want my mentee to take away from the relationship too. So it's like, just kind of not, not putting that much pressure on you, you know, to, to, to necessarily, um, you know, fix, fix things for them, but just, you know, being able, being open to just, you know, if it, if it's even just a nice partnership with really good dialogue, um, you know, that, that I've, I've found that rewarding in the past as well. Um, and just a couple more questions as, as we kind of wind down here. Um, I'm curious if, and I'll, I'll pass this back to Andrew. Andrew, have you ever had any awkward moments in any of your mentee-mentor relationships, whether they were, you know, structured through the IABN program or just in general? And, and how'd you work through that? Um, well, one of the pieces of advice that um, I learned early on in my career is get comfortable being uncomfortable because there are some uh, uncomfortable situations that you have to uh, kind of endure. Um, but I did have kind of a um, not-so-pleasing uh, informational interview with a uh, general manager at one of the um, arenas, and I uh, just kind of did a preliminary introduction to myself looking to kind of uh, you know, pick his brain on certain matters. And he emailed me back saying that my approach was a little unprofessional and kind of um, uh, middle schoolish, I guess. He kind of said I came off as desperate at the time. So um, I kind of took that and kind of thought about how I reach out to, how I make that first introduction um, to people. Because in my initial email, I remember I kind of contradicted myself a few times and he pointed that out. So just kind of when you send those initial emails, proofreading them, making sure everything is um, succinct and kind of um, on board with what you're hoping to accomplish. Okay, it's a great, great advice. Well, you need you people make. to tell you the truth is probably hard to sure. throw after. We're like, yeah, and you know, for rough, me, you know? <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, being like 19, 20 years old at the time, it was just something that I still remember and it still resonates with me. So when I do kind of uh, approach new business opportunities and new clients and sponsors, I do kind of, uh, kind of take that, that extra, you know, five minutes to proofread everything, make sure that I'm not contradicting myself, you know, I have good verbiage and, uh, sure. just make sure that everything is, um, you know, concise in my first initial email to him. No, that's, that's great. What, what about you, Mackenzie? Any, any um, recommendations on how to break the ice and or work through something that doesn't quite go like you planned? Well, um, <laughs> it's a hard situation when you're in the moment, but really um, just kind of taking it all in, like I said, understanding the other person's point of view. It's just one opinion um, if it doesn't go your way, but really still taking that into consideration as you move forward. So uh, something similar to what Andrew had said, you know, I'm typically a very um, 
loud spoken kind of outgoing person, but I try to just um, exude that personality. And when I had an interview a while back first coming out of college, um, similar kind of thing, I went into the interview. I thought it went really well and answered all of the questions. I was very passionate and excited about the role. And I was trying to, you know, make sure I came across eager um, and just really interested in the position and their feedback to me basically was that I was kind of, I was too loud. I was too overpowering, um, which they didn't like, uh, which was very interesting feedback in an interview. I'm like, okay, you know, it doesn't really have as much to do with the job. Um, it's just more of a personality trait that, um, was interesting to hear the feedback on, but it does kind of still set a tone to say, you know, you can be eager and excited, but you don't need to overpower a situation or be over the top, as we know several people in our lives that are like that, that are just always outgoing and they come into the room and you know they're there. And um, that's a great presence. But sometimes for a professional interview, you know, you might need to just dial it back a little bit. So um, it was still valuable to hear, even if I didn't like it in the beginning. <laughs> Well, it's unfortunate because you could have had an interview with someone else and they would have potentially like, oh, this, I mean, obviously you are amazing, but this is great. I love her energy. I think it just depends on the person too. You know, it might not have matched um, who they are, but you know, I, right. you know, I encourage, hey, be yourself. If you're energetic, we want to see that. I know that's what I enjoy seeing, you know, <laughs> when I'm hiring individuals. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely exactly. It definitely, it would speak to the kind of culture you're looking for, right? You know, as, as both a, a potential employee and, and, and employer as well. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point, Shelly. Well, we, we are, as always, flying through our time here. And so want to be respectful of everybody's schedule. And um, we've got, if, if for folks that want to hear more about the Mentor Connector, maybe they, they, they haven't participated before, or maybe they have and they, they want to sign on again. Um, I believe there's a, a webinar coming up. Does, can somebody yeah. kind of give us some more information there, Andrew? Yeah, so if you're looking to kind of learn more about the Mentor Connector program, tune into our webinar tomorrow. Um, it'll be at 12 p.m. Pacific Coast time, 3 p.m. Eastern, um, tomorrow, Thursday, April 23rd. Um, be sure to register through www.ievm.org slash mentor slash mentor connector program. You'll see all the details there. Um, for uh, how to register and what uh, to expect for the webinar, but it's going to be me, Mackenzie, and a few of our committee members kind of going through some of the myths, the roles and responsibilities for the mentee, mentor, and coach, and kind of what to expect uh, going through the program. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Shelly, do you have any, any last words for us? Yeah, I'll just say I want to, something that Mackenzie said that um, I'd just like to mention again, you know, Mackenzie opened up about, you know, being a little hesitant in regards to signing up to be a mentor. Um, I know she's currently a mentee, and I think that was a good point, you know, since there's others out there that are like, hey, I have the experience, I might be in a certain position that, you know, I have the knowledge, you know, I, I can do this, you know, but, you know, a little hesitant, like, do I know enough? And, Am I going to be a good mentor? And as Mackenzie said, take that leap because you are you are already mentoring your staff and you just don't realize it. It's just part of your nature. And so um, seek to be in the program that IAVM offers, you know, pay it forward because, you know, we've all had great uh, mentees, our mentors in our, our lives as we've um, carried on our career. So I would encourage everyone, just as Mackenzie has, to, 
to sign up, even though you might be a little bit um, hesitant, you know, do it and then it'll be very rewarding whether you're a mentee or a mentor. So thank you, Mackenzie, for mentioning that because, you know, that's, you're being honest. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, once again, we want to thank our our panelists, Andrew Shreve and Mackenzie Rowley. Thank you both so much for joining us today and for taking the time to to talk about this fantastic program. And as always, uh, Shelly, love love you, co-host, and and Greg, our our amazing engineer. Um, Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. still there? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yes, the illustrious Greg Wolf. So anyway, thank you all again for, for this great conversation. And uh, if anybody has any questions, certainly anyone listening that um, they want to reach out, I'm sure um, you, we know we can find Andrew on LinkedIn. Um, and then Mackenzie, do you have a LinkedIn page as well? I do. Yeah, I have a LinkedIn page. And then also I would just encourage everyone um, to check out the website as well. We have a mentor connector page on the IAVM website and it has really all the information you could need. It has our contact information for those of us on the committee. So if you're hesitant, if you have any questions or are just interested in learning more, feel free to check that out or reach out to any of us. Outstanding. All right. Well, once again, thank you, everybody. And we will uh, reconvene next month. Hopefully you can tune, tune in. Um, Greg, do we know what date we're, we're going to be doing this all over again? Oh, well, we'll be probably sticking to our same schedule. So, right. yeah. I mean, Let me look here. So that May 22nd, it looks yeah. like. So tune yeah. in, May 22nd. Sounds thanks, great. All right. Everyone. Well, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.